the Bible Study Podcast, episode 217. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Daniel with chapter 6. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. When we said we were going to do the book of Daniel, you were probably expecting a story about Daniel in the lion's den, which is the most famous story, certainly, from this book. And we finally get to it here in Daniel chapter 6. But before we get into this story, remember that what has just happened at the end of Daniel 5, and just before we start 6, is Daniel, who was a captive of the Babylonians, who became one of the wise men of Babylon, saw the fall of Babylon and the takeover of the kingdom by the Medes and the Persians. And so we start with chapter 6 with someone new in charge, and that is Darius, the king of Persia. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom, with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy and neither corrupt nor negligent. Finally these men said, we will never find any basis for charges against this man Daniel unless it has something to do with the law of his God. So Daniel's in a new kingdom. He may in fact be in the same place, but there are new people in charge. But again, he has risen to the top, and he's risen to the top because he is both gifted by God and he is faithful to God. And he has been given gifts by God that allow him to do administration, that give him wisdom. So he's recognized by these new leaders, by the Persians, and very quickly, he is in charge of a third of the kingdom and about to be put in charge of the entire kingdom, but that makes people jealous. So they go to look for charges that they can level against him, but he's just too darn honest. He's just too darn good. And so they say, we know where we can trip him up. It's the same thing that ended up with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in a Babylonian fiery furnace, and that is faithfulness to God. So these administrators and satraps went as a group to the king and said, May King Darius live forever. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors, and governors have all agreed that the king should issue an edict and enforce the decree that anyone who prays to any god or human being during the next 30 days except you, your majesty, shall be thrown into the lion's den. Now, your majesty, issue the decree and put it in writing so that it cannot be altered in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. So King Darius put the decree in writing. So they appealed to Darius, and they appealed to his vanity, that he is the only one who will be worshipped here for 30 days. And they, of course, don't say, you know, who we're after here is Daniel, because Daniel is a favorite of the king. But Darius goes along with this idea, hey, sure, why not have everybody pray to me and me alone only for 30 days? And if they don't, they'll be thrown into the lion's den. The king answered, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be repealed. Then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree you put in writing. 
he still prays three times a day. When the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel and made every effort until sundown to save him. So we have parallel stories here, first with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and the fiery furnace, and then with Daniel in the lion's den. The difference is the king this time is trapped by the law because he cannot repeal this decree and is trying desperately to try and save Daniel and tries for hours to try and figure out a way to save Daniel, where the king Nebuchadnezzar in the fiery furnace was so angry that he heated up the fiery furnace so hot that he ended up killing the guards who threw in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But other than that, we still have the faithful exiles who are going to be killed, or it looks at least like they're going to be killed because of their faithfulness to God, because even when it is made illegal to pray to God, they continue to do so. And that's what Daniel has done. Still continues to pray three times a day. Then the men went as a group to King Darius and said to him, Remember, your majesty, that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. The king said to Daniel, May your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. Then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without entertainment being brought to him, and he could not sleep. So the king here is very concerned about Daniel. He he prays that Daniel's God will save him, and he himself goes without food and goes without sleep because he is constantly worried about what will happen to Daniel. But finally here in chapter 19, at the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. When he came near the den, he called to Daniel in an anguished voice, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to rescue you from the lions? Daniel answered, May the king live forever. My God sent an angel, and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, because I was found innocent in his sight. Nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. So one thing that's interesting is that Daniel greets the king the same way that they did when they set him up. May the king live forever. And that Daniel tells the story that basically he's okay because the lions have been prevented from eating him by an angel of the Lord, by a messenger of God who has determined that Daniel is innocent and therefore has kept him from the king's punishment. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the king's command, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought in and thrown into the lion's den, along with their wives and children. And before they reached the floor of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all their bones. And so Daniel, we are told, is a servant of the loving God, is a servant of the Most High God, and he's recognized by such, not only by the king, but also by those people who try to trap him. Everybody is aware of Daniel's faith. Everybody sees Daniel's faith, and some people use it as a method of trapping him, and the king sees that possibly God will save him because he is faithful to God. It's interesting to know that the king who does not believe in God has some 
evidence of God's faithfulness because of the witness of Daniel, even before he comes to the lion's den. He still has some hope. He's very, very worried, but he still had some hope, and he's overjoyed to find that Daniel's okay. Not a mark on him. Unlike, we should say, those people who accused him, who they don't even manage to fall all the way to the bottom of the hole before the lions overpower them. Because the lions weren't made not hungry by the angel. The lions were prevented from eating Daniel. They were still starved. And so they feast that day on the king's advisors and their families. Then King Darius wrote to all the nations and prophets of every language in all the earth, May you prosper greatly. I issue a decree that in every part of my kingdom people must fear and reverence the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will not be destroyed. His dominion will never end. He rescues and he saves. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. He has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus the Persian. And the important thing here is this sets up the next saga in the people of Israel, which is they will be restored under the leadership of Ezra and Nehemiah to the promised land where they will rebuild the temple and they will rebuild the city walls. And that is set up and enabled by Daniel paving the way for them with the Persian kings. Basically, because Daniel is faithful, they, he gains favor with the king. Because Daniel is a good servant to the king and faithful to him, he gains favor. And because he is faithful to God, this decree goes out that everyone should recognize Daniel's God. And this will help pave the way to restore the people of Israel or the people of Judah, because it's just the southern kingdom, back into the promised land now that their time of exile is running to a close. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or send me an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.